Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. Today we're going to talk about dealing with anxiety when life is uncertain. And we're certainly living in uncertain times, are we not? I think we can all acknowledge that truth. For the past couple of years, we've been living with the uncertainty of COVID virus that has turned our lives literally upside down. And on top of it, every week, we've lived with the uncertainty of a new or different government mandate in dealing with COVID. One saying one thing, somebody else saying another thing. And you don't even want to search the internet too much on the subject because you find different views on the subject with each click of the mouse. And that brings anxiety. And now, as I'm writing this podcast, Russia has just launched a senseless attack on the Ukraine. And now we're all anxiously awaiting how this new war is going to affect and even change our world. we got a president in the United States who is making a complete mess of the whole thing, but that's another subject. But for you, maybe your anxiety is more personal. Maybe you're dealing with a child who's dealing with an addiction, or maybe you're caring for a senior parent who has a multitude of health issues, or maybe you're dealing with a divorce and you're not sure of your future, or you might even be dealing with a job loss and you're not certain about your financial future or health issues of your own. All these things can bring on the anxiety of uncertainty. And so you're not sleeping well. And you try counting sheep or getting up and reading your Bible and praying, but nothing has worked. But I think what we really need to do is to search for the root cause of our anxiety. And when you do that, you'll probably find out that like a slow leak in a pipe, your lack of sleep is a byproduct of a larger problem. And whatever that larger problem is, It started out small, and then it turned into the what-ifs until it became full-blown anxiety. What if things don't work out? What if the worst happens? What if the situation never changes? You see, our problem is that we want to give every difficult circumstance a happy ending, right? I mean, we want the war in the Ukraine to end in peace. We want COVID to go away so that we can return to life as it was before. We want our children to come home like the prodigal son so that we can throw a big party and live happily ever after. Uh, We want a clean bill of health. But many of the challenges that we face in the world and even our own lives is beyond our control. And the outcome of this mammoth-sized issue is dependence on God alone. And this is where we can struggle, right? Perpetually agonizing over issues because they aren't in our control. And what happens is that we open the door of our heart wide open for anxiety to walk right on through the door and and make itself comfortable sitting in our in you know our lazy boy chair in our living room putting his feet up taking his smelly socks off you know what i mean and our inability to sleep through the night has a direct correlation to our anxious thought 
This is exactly what the Apostle Paul commanded us to do in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where he said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, in the Greek language in which this text was written, the word anxious translates to distracted. You know, we're always being warned about distracted driving, right? We're, we're warned not to be looking at our phone while we're driving. Don't reach down on the floorboards to pick something up while you're driving or try to discipline your kids in the back seat while you're driving. Why? Well, because it can lead to an auto wreck and disaster. Well, that's what anxiety can do to us. It, it can lead to disaster in our lives. Anxiety magnifies our problems and minimizes our view of God. It's like a magnifying glass. If you put that glass over something, you're focused on that very small image and you can't see anything around it. That's what anxiety does. It prevents us from seeing God's power and sovereignty in the midst of our circumstances. Now, Paul had a lot of things to be anxious about. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, he had the churches that he planted to be concerned about. On top of that, uh, when he wrote the letter uh, of Philippians, uh, he was in a jail cell. And so uh, he could have been concerned about not having enough food to eat and not having warm clothes to wear. And if he didn't get his head chopped off or be released, I mean, he that's a lot of anxiety to deal with. But in his letter, he was waving a caution flag because he knew, knew anxiety could take us down a dangerous path leading to fear and doubt and despair. When we're anxious, our minds are monopolized with worry instead of consumed with God and what he's able to do. And so Paul tells us the way to combat anxiety. First, we're to make a conscious choice not to be anxious. Now, I know that's easier said than done. It requires us to face every uncontrollable circumstance and possible outcome with confidence that God knows what he's doing. For example, we can understand how Russia can be allowed to attack uh, the neighboring peaceful country of the Ukraine. We don't know why COVID-19 was allowed by God to have such devastating effects on our lives and world. But when, here it is now. Listen to this. When we believe that God is in control of everything, and that's called the sovereignty of God, and that even world leaders are in his control, then we can read the Bible and anchor ourselves in God. And that means that we have a choice to believe God is sovereign and always has a plan even if the outcome isn't what we desire. Huh. Think about that one for a minute. The next thing Paul says to do is to pray. Petition and thank God for the things that we're anxious about. In other words, when we pray, it's easy to just reword our worry, worries and let fear and anxiety continue in our lives. But that kind of praying and petitioning and thanking Paul didn't have in mind. What he had in mind involved relinquishing our will for God's will. You see, God wants us 
to ask for what we deserve, what we desire rather, while trusting he ultimately knows best. Now, Paul could pray in thanksgiving because he learned how to surrender to God's perfect will over his desires. And when we choose to do that, well, we can experience the peace Paul described in Philippians 4, 7, where he wrote, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, as we pray, petition, and thank God, we're able to close the door on anxiety and open the door to peace. This peace allows us to focus on God rather than worry about the future. By choosing not to be anxious, we discover a peace that's not dependent on controlled outcomes, but comes from the God who controls all things. And although our world and our circumstances and the lives of those we love may not change, we need to learn to trust God with what we can't control, challenging all of our what-ifs, and then, well, sleep through the night. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.